The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Welcome to Devin Archer Monday. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're just... <laughs> We're trying to find new names for the days. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the last day of July. Make it sound like we're planning stuff when we yeah, do to, that. Yeah, to make it sound like we worked, yeah. uh, you know, if we were in TV, we would have all the graphics, you know, for Devin Archer yes. Monday. Caution, you're in the Devin Archer zone or whatever. It makes it seem like that we're actually prepared. Yeah, that's what it does. Now, for those that have been listening to the show for any length of time, they're laughing. But for new listeners, we're fully prepared. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Here's my favorite headline. Mm -hmm. Democrats propose new tax on extreme wealth in effort to combat aristocracy. Yeah. Aristocracy. Yeah. Because of the joke, I always want to say aristocracy. <laughs> and by the way, we'll be telling that joke on our last day on the air. Um, <laughs> a group of progressive Democrats proposed legislation this week aimed at generating millions of dollars in new tax revenue by taxing extreme wealth. Ah, extreme not just, wealth. Not a wealth tax, extreme wealth tax. Well... So here's the definition of extreme. Do you have any money left in your account? <laughs> after Can the, you pay a $400 emergency if, you, if need right, be? Yes. <laughs> if the answer is yes, then they're it's coming extreme. after you. And, uh, and, and, and the Treasury Department and, and the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, will also be there to come into your phone and, and look at your Zelle account. So... <laughs> I just, I just have to restream. I mean, this is just, it's, it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, the oppose limitless inequality growth. What? The oppose, the, here's what it's called, the bill. The oppose limitless 
Inequality Growth and Reverse Community Harms <laughs> Act. Now, you know why they called it that? O L oppose O limitless L I inequality G growth and A reverse R C community harms H and then act spells oligarch act. God is my witness. I'm not making this up. I am not making this up. <laughs> it spells oligarch. <laughs> <laughs> which is really interesting because the definition of, of again, they're changing the, the meanings of words. Yeah. Uh, oligarch is, <laughs> definition of an oligarch is basically a Russian billionaire with close ties to the dictatorship. Yeah, it's not the main character on Shrek. That has, exactly, that has yeah. that has influence. Yeah. And so, you know, that is funny. How many people even know what an oligarch is? Let's take a poll right now. 86690. No. Um, it's just well, so the, stupid. The uh, the aristocracy of the oligarch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, just, I have a feeling that's not going anywhere. But I just, that was just that caught my eye just before we uh, we. Uh, came in yeah yeah uh so it is yeah it's devon archer yeah. uh, uh monday, devon archer monday. monday and this could this really could be the change of things today i mean I, again yeah. i don't yeah. know exactly what he's going to say but this is this will be the first time that the republicans will be promoting uh the whole thing with uh with uh with joe biden i just loved did you see the back and forth i can't think of the guy's name scott whatever scott galloway the guy the guy who's the one uh the one republican on cnn talking about you know uh the uh, Biden's grandchild, yeah. Oh, yeah, going back and forth, and uh, the the host was saying, "But he's a, but he was a drug addict. He was a drug addict. Yeah. He yeah. was a drug addict. Yeah. He was a drug addict. Right. You must have compassion for a drug addict." I'm like, wow. We'll, we'll play it coming up here in a little bit because it was just, it was uh, well, remember, it, was, it was humorous. Remember when they had to really like slow down video of former President Trump. When he had the sniffles, and they said he must have a cocaine problem. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a defense, <laughs> but he has a cocaine problem. <laughs> I mean, seriously. If you need any other demonstration of the lunacy of the left, <laughs> wow. You know, I'll tell you this, when I woke up yesterday morning is when I, well, actually it was when I woke up. It was later on in the day because I woke up that, that, I always wake up four or five in the morning on Sunday morning. I go to sleep real early so I can get back into the sleep pattern and mm-hmm. tonight. I'm mm-hmm. able to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. But it was somewhere during the day yesterday when I, when I first just, because I was real busy in the morning, didn't get a chance to look at any of the news. And by the time I looked at the news, the, the story was, uh, was uh, out there, especially in social media. The story had not yet hit any news media outlet, but it was there on social media that the uh, Department of Justice is looking to arrest Hunter Biden. Yeah. And the way the way initially it was, was they're trying to arrest him like this weekend. You know, excuse me, not Hunter Biden, not Hunter Biden. Excuse me. I thought, what did I miss? Hold it. Repeat. Take two. Listen. 
Take, Gary McNamara. Take two. I'm, All right. Reset. Reset I, everything. I'm sorry. It's my cocaine problem. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. I have a cocaine problem. So I didn't make a mistake. You have sympathy towards me because it's simply my cocaine problem. So have sympathy for me. Yeah. Oh, I was going to get angry. Gary, that was a stupid. Oh, he has a cocaine problem. Oh, we're so sorry. Well, you Gary. know, when the IRS asks uh, if you if you don't pay your taxes, you know, why didn't you pay your I have I've a got cocaine, cocaine problem. problem. Can't you see that? <laughs> Come on. I don't think it's going to work. Well, and well. Unless your name is Biden. Exactly. No, I meant Devin Archer. Right. Devin, yeah, Archer, Devin Archer, Archer over the weekend. Test, that was the... it, he's, and, and so when you first saw it, I'm like, huh? Huh? huh yeah. Huh, right. Huh, what? 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 And then it came out later in the day that, but but still the thing is, why did they do it on a weekend and why did they do it right? You know, right. Yeah. Right, right. Right before. Right. Is, is that a form of intimidation? Mm-hmm. You know, well, wait was, a minute, wait a minute. Who was it that testified and the authorities had showed up at his door the morning he oh, testified? Oh, Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no two-tier justice system here. Well, there's three tiers. And the day that he was testifying, they showed up at his door, the IRS. Yeah. There's three tiers. And all of a sudden on a Saturday, mm-hmm. or I guess it was late on a Saturday because the story didn't become, get out there till Sunday, that uh, uh, the uh, it, it came out that, uh, well, initially came out that they were looking for that him. They were was, looking for him. But it yeah. was basically they they filed so mm-hmm. a judge would come to a decision of, of when, and, and I guess the, the first hearing on that isn't until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But you're like, okay, but still, why did that come out on a weekend? Right. There's just so many coincidences right. here where you look at us and you just go, Okay, that's a form of intimidation. And I thought to myself, I said, well, if you're Devin Archer, do you do you sit there? Does that give you an incentive? You know you're probably going to jail anyway. Yeah, yeah. So does, does that give you the incentive to tell all to maybe get a deal down the road? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out. I don't. And I don't know no, what the I mean, deal would be down the road. A, I didn't consider I, that. I, I just. Yeah. I, I just. I, I'm trying to think of how I would react. And that's really a pretty dumb thing because I probably would not have gone into business with Hunter Biden to begin with. So, well, I, I really I can't like, put myself in that situation. I like the uh, quote from the uh, the text message back and forth, and uh, oh, when he was telling Hunter that. The charges, some of the charges had been dropped or dismissed or whatever. And Hunter said, well, that's really great. And then they were they were talking. He says, well, now that I'm not a felon, uh, can I come see you? You know, Hunter, uh, uh, Devin Archer was asking Hunter that. And he goes, you know, I want to, you know, we should hang out, whatever, uh, implying that. And then Hunter at some point wrote him back, I liked you better when you were a felon. Of all the people in the world, you know, that's I, I know I'm cherry picking a quote. But that's the quote of the weekend that stood out to me when everything settled. It's like, I liked you better when you were a felon. I thought, no, that's about right for Hunter Biden. But, you know, the thing, too, is that, and you ask the question, look, is there any, I guess, consideration for Devin Archer's other case or something? I I would think I'm not in the business of crime. Because crime doesn't pay. Brian Regan has a brilliant bit about crime doesn't pay. And he goes, you know, it's like, well, I was going to do the crime, but, you know, it doesn't pay that well. They should have well, just said crime is wrong. Well, in a lot of the big cities, shoplifting does. That's right. You know what? 
Brian Regan's bid is outdated. Well, crime right. does pay right. now. Well, for, yeah, no, the, you're right. The Democrats want crime to pay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm not in the crime business, but <laughs> thinking <laughs> you have me rethinking my, my career. <laughs> Look, I'm not in the crime business at all. I, I simply do cocaine and don't pay my taxes. Yes. But, but I'm I, not... But I don't commit criminal acts. Yeah, why were you driving 120 miles an hour? But I'm a cocaine addict. So, I mean, it's, it really works for everything, doesn't it? Um, but <laughs> Kaepernick should try that. Yeah. Did you see? Right. You see, like he did a video with him and other players implying that he should get back in. I mean, they're just not giving up. Yeah. It's like yeah. nobody is interested. Right. It's, Kaepernick. Right. That'd be funny. Nobody is interested. And yeah. they did. And now some of the, the, the there's complaints coming that well, we were forced to do this, the commercial for him. Yeah. Nike commercial. Right. It comes out right now. We said this about three weeks ago. We went, well, let me see. We're into early July. Where's the Kaepernick needs? Oh, there it is. Oh. It's like a couple of days later. There it is. Yes. It's the it's the pre preseason Kaepernick era. Right. Like all over again. Like he does a commercial yeah. to help right. boost him coming i'm ready to go yeah i'm ready to go i'm ready to go remember when t.o was was doing that and he was you know t.o was trying to just say look i've got terrell owens when he was when he says i I still have you know uh, strength and speed and the whole thing and um you know he was and he was campaigning pretty heavily i mean he gave it up after a while then the bills picked him up uh, did they pick him up after that? I don't know if it was after that. I mean, because I, they, they, I think he played for it, a year and then. Yeah, he was, it may have been. It may have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't remember the timeline. I just that, remember but. he did like a a vertical yeah. jump or something, you know, on onto something, <laughs> and you know, and it was like very impressive, you know. But he was thirty eight. He was an old man or whatever. But um, yeah, um, I'm not into getting back to the Devin Archer thing. I'm 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 not a professional criminal. I'm only, it's only a hobby, and, but I'm, on I'm only a, I'm only a criminal because I'm a coke addict. Exactly. I only ignore my child because I'm a coke addict. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like yeah, it's like that. I, I'm just Listen. you just hear it consistently from Democrats. It's like stop it. Yeah, you got to get a job. But I'm a coke. I'm a coke addict. But um, you know, it could be that Devin Archer is trying to at least show goodwill. Look, I'm cooperating. Then again, he's cooperating with Republicans. Right. He, well, he's cooperating with Congress. This isn't this isn't yeah. law enforcement. Right. Exactly. But I, you, I, I know. But but at, at first, I was thinking, yeah. you know, if he's testifying at all, if he's showing up at all, and he's testifying, obviously, he doesn't want to be because he's under the gun on this other charge. He can get immunity from he can get immunity from Congress. All that's the one thing Congress well, can offer him. Is well, that's immunity. the question. Can can they give him? They yes. can't give him immunity on the other charge. The other charge. No, no, no. They can't, no, they can't give him immunity yeah, on what? But right. they can give him immunity from any from any federal charge. Yes, yes. That relates to anything yeah. that he says where he, yeah, where where he incriminates if he talks about a yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah. week. I think. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know because right. I I had to look it up and I went. Can Congress give immunity? And they can. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in in uh, relation to what happened over the weekend with this other charge, I was thinking, well, you know, I don't know if it does him any good or not, if this is going to do him any good. But uh, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll see. But the question, too, will be because it's going to be behind closed doors. So mm-hmm. what will we learn from his testimony and how soon the way that the. GOP and the House has been and the committees have been behaving lately. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we learned something very quickly, if not, you know, late in the afternoon or Tuesday morning. I mean, with the way things came out on the FD-1023, and things were, I mean, it, it wasn't rapid fire, but for the GOP it was, <laughs> historically speaking. So we might learn, um, you know, something very quickly. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, because it's behind closed doors, it's going to have to come with, you know, some other details along the way. But my gosh, <sighs> do they have an August break? Are they doing their August break? Mm, probably, yeah. 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 These are investigators that will be doing the, the actual. Right. It's not members of Congress. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and so I guess my question is, what? Well, but they, I mean, they can you know, sit even in. When they're, when yeah. They're, yeah. And even when they're in August break, sometimes they're very vocal. You know, the leadership yeah. is. So I guess we'll see. Well, we've got a show. We do. <laughs> we do. Thanks, Hunter. <laughs> 866 red eye Keep your engine humming in the heat this summer by keeping up with preventive maintenance. Think your PM is complete after your oil is changed? Think again. There's grease, transmission fluids, and gear oil to consider, too. Transmission fluid, for example, prevents wear of gears, bearings, and bushings, protects against corrosion, and acts as a heat transfer fluid. You may not think about this every time you get behind the wheel, but as soon as it's not doing its job, you'll notice. Misapplication of transmission fluid can mean reduced fuel economy and abrupt or hard shifts if the static friction is too high. It can also cause sluggish operation at low temperatures if the viscosity is too high and leaking through seals if viscosity is too low. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 
Uh, the uh, best thing uh, that I saw that I actually put on X. I can't do this. I, 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 I can't do this I, X I, thing that I, that I put on. The artist formerly known as Twitter. As Twitter. The, <laughs> but but uh, the best one I saw over the weekend, I think it was a Babylon Bee. <laughs> Mayorkas testifies that he is not bald. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like the was best. funny. <laughs> and that Star Trek actor. Yes. I mean, they're the same person. I mean, they, I, I, yeah, I it know. was it's so uncanny. I know. And one of our listeners, we had already, you know, we talked about it last week, but there's a Star Trek episode, the original Star Trek, uh, where uh, the actor playing the guy, and in that episode he was bald, but then we found out he was also in the Nazi episode of Star Trek. Yes, yes, he was. or as the Democrats call it, the Trump episode. No, yes, and. And or DeSantis, whichever. And he no, he's isn't he a fascist? I guess or the devil. DeSantis I'm not sure what Mu- the name DeSantis is. DeSantis is Mussolini. Mussolini, yeah. I remember. Let's, yeah. Hey, come on, let's get it yeah. straight, Eric. Yeah. And it's interesting because <laughs> you know this is the late mid to late '60s that this was all put together. But in the Nazi episode, he had hair. Played a yeah. different character. Yeah, he did that. He had no. hair. But and, and he was, but he was a, but he was a skinhead in the other episode, <laughs> literally, because he was bald and looked just like Mayorkas. Yes, he did. and and I cannot. Every time I see Mayorkas testifying, I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah. that's the guy from Star Trek. No, it's the guy. I didn't even. It was way back in the in my memory, just way, way, way back. And I was thinking of other actors, and then you you looked it up, and it's like, no, that's the guy. And I don't mean Patrick was, Stewart. We're not no, talking. Not, no, we're talking no. the original, the, the original Star one. Trek. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, amazing, but yeah, <laughs> Mayorkas. <laughs> I am not bald. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Did you notice over the last couple of days, and this is, again, this is just one of those things, Eric, where I sit and I think to myself, okay, is it just me, but does there seem to be movement on the old age thing of people serving in Congress? You know, probably came after the McConnell freeze that he had uh, the the other day, and then uh, was it uh, Dianne Feinstein that had to be told how to vote? You saw that that come up, and then, of course, we know the situation with with Biden, and also Trump's getting up there in age. Mm -hmm. And 
and I know I want to say it last week and I didn't, but I started thinking to myself, whatever happened to this, we need young blood, you know, and there doesn't seem to be any type of movement from young people to want anybody who is young. Well, no, I mean, to be, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of it that way. I mean, obviously we're paying attention to everybody making the points about the age and everything else, especially with Feinstein, um, especially with Biden, uh, and as you mentioned, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the the media, the mainstream media was, you know, pointing out that, like, McConnell went through two recent falls, and, mm-hmm. and of course, the, the thing went viral the other day when he froze, when whatever was going on with him. Uh, you... You look at it, and and I, you and I have, have wondered actually about whether or not you know how long, how much longer he's going to serve in the Senate at all. Um, but and he said, I, what, what did he say? Was it Friday? I think he said, you know, I'm going to serve through 2024. I'm going to serve as minority leader through 2024. He didn't say he was leaving after 2024, but I think somebody asked if he. I, I guess the question had come up if he was going to, you know, step down early or something, but. There is no one there. There isn't this call in the in the Senate. I'm I'm wondering. I mean, you know, people like Claire McCaskill coming around, proving that recently, and we talked about it last week, <laughs> that she is one of those crazy Democrats by her own definition. By her own definition. By her own definition. Her language she used yes, in with yes. through actors in a commercial, uh, talking about Claire McCaskill back in 2018. It was a campaign ad, but um. And she's not young. Well, wait a minute. I can't say, can I, I can't, I just can't say she's past her prime. Is that what it is? Yeah, you can say she's not young. You cannot say she's. Okay. All right. She's past her prime. I mean, right? she is past well, her, she let, is past her let prime. Let me check the notes. Yeah. What are we allowed to say? Can't say she's past her prime. Okay. You can't say she's past her prime. So don't say she's past her prime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, she is past her prime, but we can't say it. She's past her political prime, and that happened a long time well, ago, regardless prob- of age. Well, no, you you can make that case because uh, she's no longer in office anymore. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a political male, prime. That's why I went back and called. Yeah, female, no, that's there, there you go. I right. think we covered our tracks. I think we probably won't get fired. It depends. I think if, you're. I think you're making a little bit. Don't worry about it. We're going to be okay. Uh-huh. What if we have an interview with Ramaswamy <laughs> and we get into it? On a Friday, and then we're fired on a... Oh, that was Don Lemon. Never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I guess the point, especially with Democrats over the last couple of decades, you know, you look at Clinton, Mm -hmm. and then you look at Obama, Mm -hmm. and you look at that push that was there for youth, 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 youth. You don't see it. No. You just don't, don't. You don't see it. You don't see this call or this justification for youth over competency. Because one of the reasons, yeah. you know, you may look at a Kamala Harris and say, okay, but, you know, she's younger. She's not uh, late eight or late 70s, early 80s. Uh, but, okay, no, nope, she's not competent. That, and that comes from Democrats. She's not competent to do it. Uh, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Nobody's looking at her. No. Uh, uh, Kennedy, sorry, he's not going anywhere. And I think we covered last week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad to see over the weekend it seemed that uh, the Republican Party stopped their adoration towards Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. Uh, just because somebody agrees with you on one thing or two things does not mean that they are not an insane liberal and conspiracy theorist on a whole ton of other things. Right. 
So uh, we uh, last week were saying, what is this thing? And Fox seemed to have an obsession with him last week. It seemed to die this weekend. So that's good. Maybe maybe they got some feedback. (laughs) Maybe they got some feedback. I know they did on our show. Uh, uh, feedback on, uh, on that, but you don't, you just don't see it. And and even initially on, remember, remember when AOC first came in, remember the Green New Deal? Oh yeah, people yeah, forget yeah. about how they were, yeah. you know, everybody and and Biden is technically embracing the green the the whole Green New Deal. Right. Still today, they don't call it the Green New Deal. Right. But I don't see AOC outside of you know, a, she may want to run for the Senate in New York someday. But yeah. uh, I, yeah. you know, I don't view her at all. In fact, she's getting pounded from the left. Yeah, yeah, on a consistent basis. So you look at it and you go, no. And you can look at Republicans and say, DeSantis, young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me put it this way: DeSantis, not old. Nikki Haley, <laughs> right. not old. Yeah, right. Tim Scott. Not old. Right. Ramaswamy, not old. Mm-hmm. Christy, sort of old. Who? Oh, Chris <laughs> Christy. <laughs> hey, did you see? Is he the presumptive by, nominee? By yet? the way, this is just, this is getting our act together Monday. Because <laughs> just so much happened over the weekend. And I'm like, no, I... I want to jump to. I, I just want to jump to this. It seemed like uh, over the weekend that these Republican candidates were like, "Okay, we can start attacking Trump now." Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I and and you know, there's been a couple of things uh, that have over the really over the past four or five days. There was this. I don't know who wrote the. It may have actually been. Uh, I got to go back and find it. Somebody wrote the article of. Uh, DeSantis's missteps or or what whatever he he's trying to relaunch or whatever you know and I thought well no Re- he's not rebrand yeah rebrand what you know relaunch yeah right, right. It, it's you know we're not into it yet we haven't had the first debate no and so if you're looking at any of the campaigns right now look at the money. Just look at the money and where's where's the money going, and then follow the or, or look at the money, not follow the money. Look at the money and and see who's getting money after the first debate or two, and that that is coming up uh, here in a matter of days. The first debate, so you know that's what's going to start shaping it. Uh, there, uh, you know, everything going on with Hunter. I think the. The Trump cases, but the Trump cases haven't greatly moved the polls, but they may not just yet. People, again, your donors are going to be in the wings, and certainly the voter Mm -hmm. is not even close to it. So when the liberal media or mainstream media uh, tries to, you know, say that or or tries to write this whole thing about uh, DeSantis having to regroup or whatever the word was they used, um. I, I don't see it that way. There are things we you and I said before he even announced. It was, I think it may have been even last year. If he runs for president and or eventually becomes president, he's going to have bad days. There are going to be yeah. things that happen where his base isn't happy. The liberals are always not going to be happy, but are, are always going to be unhappy. But 
there are going to be days when his when he's going to you know some some of his base is not going to be on board with something he said or something he did. That's just the way it works. And as campaigns start to shape, then you start to see it. And and this, this is called the vetting process. And it's how it works. Yeah, because I don't honestly, I don't know because there, you know, you do have the reaction from Republicans that mm. every time, you know, there's an announcement of a different indictment, it seems like his poll numbers go up. Yeah. So is it a reaction to the? And I, frankly, I can't tell you. Is it a reaction to that, or is it a reaction? You know, some of the criticism of DeSantis is well, he hasn't focused on the economy. He's just. Uh, pounding on the cultural issues, and Republicans want more than that. Well, I agree with that statement. I agree that uh, that if you look at what Republicans want in a primary, you know, you want to focus because the cultural issues are big to Republican voters. Yeah, all yeah, right, they are. Yeah. But the fact is, you can, you know, the Disney thing's been going on for a long time. Yeah, you can still hit it, but that doesn't have to be primarily what you're out talking about. Every day, so you can you can do it all. But I don't know if that's the reason. I don't know. I can't right. tell you if that's right. the reason uh, why DeSantis so far has performed uh, so so poorly. Because, as you and I have stated before, uh, almost all the Republicans on the issues they probably agree. With ninety to ninety-five percent, the ninety to ninety-five percent of the issues, they all agree. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. really isn't. You're not looking to vote for a Republican because they're offering you uh, on the issues something that is completely different than the other candidate. Right. And the same with right. the Democratic Party. There right. isn't right. much. You know, it's it's pretty clear. So a lot of it is personality. A lot of it is imagery. A lot of it is uh, tone. A lot of it is a lot of different things. But when you say, well, the issues, well, you know, I, I saw, um, you know, I, I saw, you know, DeSantis over the weekend talking about the fact that, um, uh, you know, uh, Trump didn't, prom- you know, didn't get the promises uh, done. Mm. You know, he said Mexico was going to pay for the wall and that didn't happen. And I'm sitting looking, going, well, yeah, that never was going to happen to begin with. Well, I mean, it was... and, and we're kind of, <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of beyond that. You know what I mean? It, it, look, yeah, he's right. It didn't happen, but you know what I mean? It's, I don't, it's, I don't think it's one of those things that, right. that it's not a pivotal point to make. Well, he said uh, he made promises draining the swamp having Mexico build the border wall, locking Hillary Clinton up, and eliminating the debt. He did not follow okay. through on any of those promises. So, well, that's, okay. no, what you just did there, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, went, it's like, all right. Okay. Now, now, the only one that hit me a little bit was eliminating the debt. No, that's a and, big deal. And, that and, is a big deal. Now, I knew that he wasn't going to eliminate the debt. Right. I knew, I knew that none of those things was going to happen, right. even when right. Trump was saying them. But, probably, but no, when you but, say eliminating the debt, that's a massive promise, and you're overpromising, and and the the redirection would be, don't do that. If you want to say we're going we're going to turn things around and and make America more pro- make America great again, make the the economy great, we're going to expand the economy, 
and we're going to focus on the national debt, you can get into that. But saying you're going to eliminate the debt, that's not going to. That's uh, it's it. It doesn't fly you know, from the beginning because because if I if I look at this and you know you argue that Trump has and made promises draining the swamp. Mm-hmm. One thing Trump did do by getting into office, though, he let us because he got into office. We now have a realization. Look, the swamp, what we thought the swamp was, because people forget when he talked about draining the swamp, it was about Republicans, Mm -hmm. Republicans who would not, you know, who would not do what they should be doing uh, to stop government spending. Right. Everybody forgets this. That's what it was actually about. The swamp today is what is the swamp today? The swamp today is DOJ, FBI, FBI, what you see brass at at top law enforcement, right? The the intelligence. So the the whole thing of the swamp has changed. One thing Trump did do by everything that they accused him of and even all the indictments today and with the whole Hunter Biden thing. We look at the swamp and we look at the rotten government. And I think because of Trump, we realize how big and widespread it actually is. Yeah. So when he did that, I went, eh. Yeah. You know, except eliminating the debt because I look at the first time when they had control and they really didn't cut what I, you know, I wanted them to cut. And, right. yeah. you know, when Trump talks about the fact of subsidizing in order to get elected, ethanol, mm-hmm. I don't like that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. a lot of conservatives don't either. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but uh, besides that, I just saw it when DeSantis said that. I went, mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't I, call it a key. But those, most of those, except for the debt, I wouldn't call key positions or pivotal points to make. And I don't think Trump ever said he was going to lock Hillary up. That was a chant. Right, right. I don't believe yeah. there was ever a quote saying that. Right. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, all right. So uh, Hunter Biden, yeah. Devin Archer, a mm. bunch of stuff coming up on uh, that. How did you see, was it Representative Jim Hines, a Democrat? Mm. I'm concerned about Hunter Biden and, and uh, yeah. if he did wrong. But there's nothing. Mm. There's not a shred of evidence that shows uh-huh. that Joe Biden right. was involved in it. And it's like, uh-huh. that seems to be the narrative now. Which And did, and did you get that over the weekend? It's yeah. almost throw Hunter under the bus. Right. He's done. Protect. Put up the wall now for the president. Right. It's a tough wall to put up, though, with the evidence that exists. And after today, it yeah. would be interesting to see how the Republicans will promote the testimony. Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. 
He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you very much. All right, let's start out with audio cuts from the weekend, okay? Just just right. to see where we are. Okay. Because this could be a, a very, very big day uh, for Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. With Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner, uh, testifying in a closed session uh, in front of uh, congressional investigators. And he is expected to say that uh, Joe Biden was on up to two dozen phone calls that he knows with uh, foreign entities, people that represented foreign entities who did business with Hunter Biden. And so Mm -hmm. you figured that they were going to be out there. And as we know, over the last couple of weeks, the goalposts have shifted. Yeah, it is no longer not even from the White House. And they will, even though the story is changing, they're pretending it's not changing. But it changed from he never spoke to his son ever about any of his son's business relationships at all. We knew that was a lie. Yeah. We knew that was a lie. Uh, We knew we knew for quite a long time uh, that that was a, a lie, at least for a year. We've known that that was a lie. Yet they continued on that until a a, a press release at the end of June and then Corrine Jean-Pierre saying, our message has been consistent all the time. Uh, The president has never done business with his son. It's like, whoa. (laughs) Well, that's not what you said. Wait a minute. That's not what you've been saying. And and it was interesting. And uh, I mean, I think that Jonathan Turley is going to, and he's a Democrat. I think he's going to, did you see his uh, story? We'll get to that on uh, on uh, the the uh, president finally recognizing the the grandchild yeah, yeah. i mean he yeah. was just brutal i mean yeah. it's just like yeah. i'm thinking he's a democrat and that just the stuff going on with biden right now is driving him insane yeah, yeah i mean is. he's going i mean for for jonathan turley who's normally you know pretty reserved it seems that uh, that that really got him over the weekend in an op-ed piece that he wrote we'll get to uh, that but what's happening now is uh, Hunter may have done wrong, but President Biden, there's not any evidence that the president was in business with his son in any way. Right. Let's first start with Democratic Senator Chris Coons on uh, Meet uh, the uh, the Press with Chuck Todd. Let me ask you this. Do you think it would behoove the president for him to come out and say, hey, I had no business dealings with my son. My son's issues are my son's issues. Do you think he needs to say that more directly? Because there's a lot of people that believe something something else will happen. Well, let's be clear about that point, Chuck. There's been a five-year investigation, five years, by a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. Um, this investigation started during the Trump administration. And they've come forward with not one shred of evidence um, tying President Biden to any of this. So there you go. All right. So now you're you're getting back to the whole David Weiss thing. And as uh-huh. we know, there's a huge problem there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now and and we'll we'll get to more detail coming up. Now here's uh, Democratic Representative Dan Goldman, who threw Biden under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> During the congressional testimony of the whistleblowers. When when he, in his statement of defending Biden, <laughs> was the one that probably made the White House have to switch 
and say, okay, you know, you know okay, uh, he never did business with his son. Yeah. Because uh, Goldman blew it big time where he showed that uh, Biden did know right. about his son's business uh, activities. But here's Goldman. Man, I mean, it's a. Imagine making that kind of mistake, then having to go on and pretending it never happened. Oh, my God. But here's uh, Goldman on uh, on this week. Here we go. The, the White House, White House press secretary uh, this week said that, that they, a pardon for Hunter Biden is off the table. But we haven't heard uh, President Biden himself rule it out. Do you think a pardon for his son would be a mistake? Yes. And I don't think there's any chance that President Biden is going to do that, unlike his predecessor, who pardoned all of his friends uh, and anyone who had any access to him. Um, D- President Biden has restored the integrity of the Department of Justice. And I think you see that in this case where he kept on and Merrick Garland kept on a Trump appointed U.S. attorney to investigate the <laughs> president's son. If there is not an indication of the independence of the Department of Justice beyond that, I, I don't know what what we could look for. so there you go okay the, so the narrative is the exact same right uh-huh right uh let me see what else do we have here uh okay that's the uh um oh, okay here we go adam schiff <laughs> i had to get to adam schiff <laughs> okay this yeah is, this yeah. is just here we go. Right. I mean, for a long time, it didn't appear clear that they even knew who they wanted to impeach. You know, do they want to impeach Ali Mayorkas or maybe Merrick Garland or maybe Joe Biden or maybe somebody else? Uh, they seem to be an impeachment inquiry in search of a subject uh, and certainly in search of evidence. Coming from Schiff. Yeah. Who for three years lied to the American public about Trump colluding with the Russians. Yeah. Lied about what the intelligence said to the American people. Yep. Just it's it's pretty amazing. But uh, as we know, nobody is talking about the evidence that has been uncovered. No Democrat is talking about the 1023, which alleges that a bribe uh, was taken. No Democrat is talking about the whistleblowers who stood up and said that David Weiss's the and that's who they mean when they talk about the five year deal. These IRS agents who said, sorry, he didn't have control over and he did not have control. There were certain things he couldn't look to. And we were told specifically, we cannot look into Joe Biden. Yeah. So and it's funny because the cross-examination, as we know from the uh, the uh, the anchors of the mainstream media, isn't there because those would be the questions that you would ask. Wait a minute. The IRS whistleblowers have have stated that they were not allowed to look into Joe Biden. So how do you know this was how do you know that, you know. How can you say that that's a statement of fact that they were investigating Joe Biden when the IRS whistleblowers who were there? Are you accusing them of not telling the truth? Those are the kinds of questions I would ask if I was a uh, an anchor. But, of course, those aren't going to happen. So we've seen what it is now. The wall is being set up. They realize, I believe they realize, throw Hunter the, under the bus. You've done everything you possibly can. And now we do everything we can to set up a wall, especially with the uh with Devin Archer's uh testimony that's coming up today where he's supposed to say that Biden you know was in specific uh uh was in uh, uh uh contact and uh actually was put on the phone at least 24 times uh with uh people that did business with Hunter Biden uh, we predicted this was going to happen uh, inevitably the walls were if Things more and more things were going to come out, and it appeared that they were. And this goes back a long time. 
that eventually they're going to have to get around to just building the wall around Joe and separating him from Hunter, saying, oh, yeah, well, uh, it, it was Hunter, but it wasn't Joe. And and by the way, Hunter's a coke addict. Inevitably, this is this was going to be the play if the evidence was going to come to the surface and then after the whistleblower thing and now, who knows, with whatever we learned from Devin Archer. There's really no way to deny it. I think a couple of things. If you gave me a wish list of two things that I would want to see here now, that's the phone calls that were reportedly recorded by the president of Burisma and the entire money flow. Now, I know I'm asking for two big things, but those are the things that could either one of those things or both, especially the money flow is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the the Everest of evidence if you've got all the money flow. And I don't know how you don't at this point. But then if you've got Biden's voice on any of those phone calls with with Burisma, with the president of Burisma, if he did record those, where are they? And then now, uh, whatever we learned from Devin Archer, and supposedly we're going to learn about, again, more phone calls where Biden was on the phone call. And we don't know all the details of that yet, but my gosh, if the media gets hold of a recording with Biden and they're talking anything close to a quid pro quo, then at that point, there's there's no way. There's, there's no way around it. It's over. Or if what you have is, because what they're saying is that, you know, and, and I think, it, I forgot who, was, who brought it up last week. A lot of the thing was, you know, we're not going to, you know, Hunter, we're talking to Hunter. Now, the president isn't going to talk the quid pro quo with you. I will, but you need to know that the president's on it. But we need to talk to him to make sure that we know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, what's going on. Right. He can't be on there as a vice president talking about the quid pro quo. We can't do this. So, But we need to talk to him before we give you money. Ah, yeah, right. So how's everything? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going great with Hunter and everything else. And we hope you guys uh, do good in working out a deal. That's what I would expect. Now, the president of Burisma, I don't know. Or that would be a, yeah. that would be a, a, a different thing. But yeah. I would expect uh, that with the Devin Archer things, a lot of it was just, you know, you bring the big guy around mm-hmm. to so see he's in on it. Well, he can't talk about it. But he's in on it, well, and it, that's why he's visiting. It's interesting because no, he can't talk about it. You don't certainly want to, don't want to do that on a phone call, and he he would be somewhat sensitive. But sometimes he can't help himself. It is Joe Biden, and even saying like, "You don't worry, Jack. We're going to get this deal done," or or something of that. I mean, it, it won't be. Hard evidence that you can present in a court that that is, all right, 100% ironclad proof. But politically, wow. Well, again, politically, it all depends on where the, the look, you've already got the money flow to the Biden family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in itself, yeah. everyone knows. Right. Every There isn't a person out there that isn't a partisan. 
you know, for right. Joe Biden that looks at that and says, there's something suspicious there. Yeah, Explain yeah. that. And the only explanation you've had is, well, the Trump family, Trump family was in a legit business. And if you believe that they weren't, uh, investigate them because nobody has been investigating the Trumps. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they were in a legit business. Tell me the business that the Bidens are in. That's the problem that they have, among right, others, that right, we'll get to. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Managing time is key. Successful owner-operators know that simply running hard is not enough. If it were that easy, anyone could do the job and expect the profits to roll in. It generally pays to slow down. There is a trade-off in higher costs, not to mention the increased risk for driving fast. If driving slower takes time away from you, you could find some of the ways to get it back. Never take time off during the last two weeks of the quarter or the last week of the month when freight typically is abundant. Sometimes it works to your advantage to look for loads that take you through home rather than to home. The latter can interrupt your revenue stream and require additional time to get back up to full speed again. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website. For more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. The problem that the Democrats have, and that's why we played the audio cuts of, of uh, Democrats, what their defense of, of Joe Biden is, and it's that, you know, there's been a five-year-long investigation, <laughs> which is funny because they use that as a defense where the Republicans use it. Yeah, right. As an attack, <laughs> as an attack point, Yeah, five years on Hunter Biden, nothing, but... Uh, you know, when they come on, say, five years and they found nothing on Joe Biden. Mm. Well, as he, they're conveniently forgetting what the whistleblower said, that they were told that they could not investigate Joe Biden. Right. So they were told in the investigation, no, it's only Hunter. You can't look at Joe. So that throws that right out the window. The right. problem that they have here, the Democrats have. And this is not partisan based. It's not because I'm a fiscal conservative. (laughs) It's based on, you know, what is out there. The problem that they have is Hunter's laptop, which is direct evidence from him. The wire transfers, the suspicious activity reports Mm -hmm. that the Republicans have, now over 170 of them that banks put out because they're worried that the flow of money in those accounts might be money laundering or something else. Mm. And then they send them to the Treasury Department. That's how we know that nine, at least nine family members were part of receiving funds from Hunter. Yeah. And then you ask the question, which the American public wants answered, which is, why was why was 20 different fake companies set up to transfer tens of millions of dollars to so many Biden family members. Right. You can't get away from that. And and so you have that. And then you have 
the whistleblowers, both the IRS whistleblowers, the FBI whistleblowers, and then on top of that, you're going to see it tomorrow, uh, or excuse me, today, you have Devin Archer, who is a former uh, business partner and former board of director of Burisma, the natural gas company, who will be testifying to congressional investigators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you have more. I mean, you have Bob Ulinsky and you have others that are willing to testify. That's the problem that they have. They may continue to say there is absolutely no evidence that would lead you in the direction of Joe Biden. Well, I would tend to differ on that. And, and the other thing is you have the, the 1023, which yeah, is the right. FBI still investigating today whether a bribe was taken. Now, they may have investigated it back then, not looked at it until <laughs> Grassley. This is another question I'd have. Have you been looking at the 1023 and researching that that whole time, or did you just get back on it because you denied its existence, right. as, uh, FBI? Did you just get back on to start investigating it once Grassley and uh, Comer told you, oh, we know this exists? Right, right. Well, and, you know, <laughs> and keep in mind... Um, Chris Christie says he'll keep uh, Director Ray as the as the FBI director. Um, we, but, we were talking about strong campaigning points uh, for DeSantis earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's not a strong campaign. No. Well, if you're, a Dem- if you're a Democrat, yeah, for Chris Christie, if, if he wants to run as a Democrat, <laughs> Mr. Christie. But um, you know, that's the that's the whole thing here too. Is that all these things that are on the table that are piling up right now in an administration that has just snubbed the liberal and mainstream media. A president who is arrogant and defiant, at some point, the evidence, the evidence pile gets too big. They're, they're still in, yeah, but he's smoking crack. But... It mode for defending Hunter, not Joe yet. <laughs> Maybe, he, but the whole thing will be, you know, obviously those walls are closing and we see them. We said months ago, if not over a year ago, if this stuff starts to, you know, really get big and, 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 and surface, the walls are going to close in and inevitably the media is just going to not be able to, they're not going to be able to hold back. I mean, well, I I think the walls are closing in, which is why you saw the shift in the White House. Yep, and and why yep. you see now now it's directly that no 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 no. There's not a shred of evidence anywhere. Yeah. Well, that just isn't true. That's a flat out lie. Right. Yep. Yep. As we said, the walls will start closing in, and we're here. It's clear they are. branch of government, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, let's break this down uh, because it's it's important to, I think, uh, cross-examine uh, sort of the, the Democrats that we had on that have said 
There's no evidence. There's nothing that Joe Biden was involved in any of the business activities whatsoever. None. None. Now, we're not even saying they're not even saying illegal activities. They're right. saying he was never involved in their business at all. Right. There's not one bit of evidence that shows that. Right. So I guess you could look at it. You could say, let's look at the different scenarios. All right. Okay. Um, Hunter Biden uh, was in the business of influence peddling. Okay. Whether his father was involved in it or not, mm-hmm. we know without question Hunter was. Okay, I'm just, I'm just yeah, for the sake of discussion here, right. we know Hunter was, right. which from the evidence that will be presented today, we know number one that the president lied about not knowing about his son's business because he said, "I've never talked to my son about his business. I have no idea, you know, what he you know does in his business." We know that's a lie. There is no doubt about that. So you you so you set that aside. That's any jury. If you know you're the jury out there, that's what you you look at, and then you look at the different possibilities. What the Democrats are attempting to get you to believe, and remember, they don't have any evidence. You can sit there and go, well, "What evidence are you guys using?" Well, we tell you every day. Yeah, they're sure. just simply saying there's no evidence that by that Joe Biden was involved in his son's businesses at all. Right. Okay, so what we're saying then is that um, Hunter Biden was involved in influence peddling, promising, because we know this from the emails, promising that high officials, if you pay him, high officials inside the, the government... Uh, will uh, will help you with your problems. If you want to look at the whole, uh, that would be the Chinese problem, right? That was the yeah. Chinese, yeah. Right. right? That was that discussion back and forth, as right. we know. Not Burisma, but that one. Right. And and so we we know that. And then with the email, uh, we know the again the threat to the Chinese company. Yeah, we just passed the, right. um, in fact, we just passed the anniversary of that. End right. of July 2017 right. is when that happened. Right. The, the WhatsApp message is what you're the referring WhatsApp, to. The WhatsApp map where, where Hunter says, my father's in. So either Joe Biden was used by his son, mm-hmm. because this is the whole point. If you're going to throw Hunter under the bus, you got to throw him under the bus completely. That has yeah. to be your evolution. Right. That Hunter did all of this and his father knew nothing. No, that's how you have to play right. this. And that's how yeah. you have to play it. And that Hunter set up, tw- while a while a cocaine addict, Hunter set up 20 different fake companies to funnel money to nine different family members. And the president knew nothing about that at all. And that includes his brothers, uh-huh. grandchildren, and others. That this money and and didn't know anything about it whatsoever. This, while the testimony today will show that his 
father spoke at least 24 times to people that provided the money to the Hunter Biden family in exchange for what? What service was Hunter providing? That is what you have to sell in order to keep Joe, in order, your def- that can only be eventually your defense of Joe. That Hunter used him completely, that Joe, who initially claimed that he knew nothing about his son's business, was actively involved in talking when Hunter wanted his father to talk to foreign different uh, people, that the president talked to these people and never questioned his son as to why am I talking to these people. That's a tough job to do. When you actually break it down, that's the job that the defenders, that's what Goldman, uh, that's what Chris Coons, Mm. that's what Chuck Todd, that's what they have to do in order to defend the president eventually. And that may be after today's testimony. Right. Unless you just want to go on and say nothing exists, nothing exists, nothing exists. While things exist. And that's the problem that they have. You would have to portray Biden. Number one, if if Biden was, an, uh, was manipulated by his son like that and did all those things for his son, he is so clueless, that might be the Republicans' defense for impeaching him. <laughs> If he was that foolish, yeah. not to know what his son was doing. Because you can't get away from the fact that the transactions happened. Mm. That Hunter was using his father. Now either he was actually getting the influence, as the bribe document right. says. The right. bribe document. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't documents that the, the bribe document itself that's still be investigated shows that it was a bribe, mm-hmm. the WhatsApp, the exact same thing when you talk about the, the money, the $5 million. So you've got pieces of evidence that actually tells Joe Biden, ties Joe Biden into it. But if you don't want to use that and even ignore that as if it doesn't exist because you're a Democrat attempting to defend it, you're going to have to say that Joe Biden knew about his uh, son's business, lied about it, and actually was there to help his son in any way possible with any of the foreign entities that was going to funnel money into the Biden family, yet Joe knew nothing about the business whatsoever, that no family member ever came up to him and said, wow, all of a sudden I started receiving money from Hunter. (laughs) That his brothers never said a word to him like, wow, look at all this money that's coming in. Uh, 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 Joe, do you know why this is happening? What's Hunter doing? I'm getting all this money. I know I would be suspicious if I was doing absolutely nothing and all of a sudden a family member was funneling a ton of money through me through different countries. I would think, I don't know, I would think that our intelligence community um, at the time, uh, Joe was the vice president, would be very watchful and would be able to detect certain things coming in from foreign nations, especially anything 
that came in that brought up a red flag that was connected to anybody named Biden in any way. That's just me. I mean, the NSA. NSA, CIA, FBI, counterintel, all of it. Well, we know one guy was taping. <laughs> the president of Burisma. But seriously, my question would be, where are the other intel agencies? We know where the current director of the FBI is. There is no FD-1023. We've seen it. Oh, you mean that FD-1023? Christopher Ray. So now, my question is, you've got a vice president. Just pick any one of them from the past. We'll go with Joe Biden. All of a sudden, there's a a flurry of activity. It's pretty good activity and, and levels of money coming in to bank accounts from foreign entities, from foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody curious as to why those things are happening? Because it sounds like, looks like, you know, the first concern would be, all right, foreign nations, leaders of foreign nations, they're all, you know, funneling money in so that they can, you know, I mean, it, even beyond bribery. Uh, even let's say, <laughs> let's say Joe wasn't aware that it was going on and they wanted to show, they wanted to demonstrate and, and set him up and make it look like, you know, Hey, we got you. You would look at every single thing like that. I would think if you're in any of the Intel agencies, and there's a sitting vice president, and there's a lot of activity with other people named Biden, and it is directly related to money coming in from, from foreign overseas. nations right. on a regular basis. Well, you had the SARS reports that were going to the Treasury Department. Right. Suspicious activity reports. Right. And so that's the problem. They can sit there and go, blah, 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 blah. You saw Chuck Todd because Chuck Todd's seen the polls. Yeah. The polls believe, yeah. The, yeah. The, the polls show that Americans believe, the majority of Americans, that the president is corrupt. Yes. And it's getting clearer each and every day on it. And what you have to do, the, uh, I guess, the, uh, uh, what, the, 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 I guess, uh, mental gymnastics you have to do mm. to clear the president, uh, most people would have more questions coming out. Yeah, to anybody yeah. who's defending the president, saying there's not one. Well, there is some evidence actually, that exists out there. Actually, <laughs> there is. There actually is evidence. Well, you know, and and you bring up Chuck Todd. I mean, yeah, he's on his way out the door. So when is he done? Is it the end of the summer? I don't know. I don't know. Um, who, who cares? Who cares? He's useless. Yeah. He's, uh, he's but like, he's like Milton. He's useless. <laughs> he is. <laughs> well, we could have a new soap opera between um, between him and and Joe Biden, the useless and the useless. Um, the, but eventually the, again, the liberal media is looking at this going, um, okay. Most of the people, and and you got to start with the very foundation of the majority of Democrats don't want him to run again. Right. 
you know, there are key people inside the Beltway and some outside the Beltway that are throwing, trying to throw down the defense and, and, again, build that wall around Joe Biden to defend him. It's a hard wall. but It's a hard wall to build. But the question is, why? If something happened, you're not going to change that it happened. And if the evidence is coming out, are you going to try and catch that falling sword? I guess because they're desperate because if if this all if this all comes out and it is all true then you don't only indict the administration you indict the rot that the democrats support of of a party that yes rot like we've never seen before in the federal government exactly. and in law enforcement because the question is because they're Joe Biden quite possibly is that little tiny thread hanging off the sweater. Yeah. Yep. Because remember, we, what, we, we brought this yeah. up as we were trying to, you know, we kind of did this a couple of weeks ago, and really that is the only reason you don't do it. And it's important to revisit this now because Devin Archer could bring some very key evidence this week, and who knows what else is going to come out. 86690 Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. 86690 Red Eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. So you know, you can have all the Democrats get on the Sunday morning news shows and say there's nothing there, there's nothing there. The American public, the vast majority of, and this goes back to the polling that was, what, month and a half ago before yeah. any of this stuff, new yeah. stuff came out right. that showed, what was it, 57, 58%, something like that, you know, including, what was it, 37% of of, uh, of Democrats view the, you know, the Biden administration is corrupt because of all this stuff going on people aren't stupid no. and and bribery is really influence peddling and bribery is really easy to understand and yeah. so that's yeah. and there isn't anything that's gone in their direction and you see the panic because you see the panic the panic is arriving at the same time that the evolution of the story is changing yeah yeah, it is. And, you know, I wonder at some point if the media, even when a lot of the stuff and the, and the rot, you know, at the top of the FBI and, and, and some in the intel community is going to be exposed and that threat hits the surface, there, there are still some in the media, I think, that are just going to pretend, oh, well, we didn't know. <gasps> well, we didn't know that was going on oh, at the yeah. FBI. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. And, and because that will be the only defense. If the evidence surfaces the real hard evidence on joe biden it's over there's no way you you can deny it this is red eye radio on westwood It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. 
Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen where and when you want. If you can't listen live overnight, you can do it tomorrow, though. You don't have to do it today. But you... Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to start procrastinating till Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> do it when you want. <laughs> All right, so... The talk that you heard now, uh, we had played Adam Schiff earlier, the whole impeachment inquiry. Mm. And we had talked about this last week when McCarthy said it twice within 24 hours yeah. about, you know, that an impeachment inquiry. Uh, I just you and I looked at each other and went, they believe they have they believe they've got him. Yeah, now, I could be wrong, but that was to me for McCarthy to come out with it, I believe was planned. I don't think he just came out with it. Right. He uh, certainly didn't come out with it and say it twice in a couple of days. Right. right. I, I I believe that the Republicans believe that it would never get to that point unless they believe they have overwhelming evidence. And I would tend to believe that the overwhelming evidence means a direct money line to Joe Biden. Yeah. Because right. when you start talking about uh impeachment i don't think that the republicans want to impeach unless they have to impeach and it means that the evidence gets so strong of actual bribery that the american public would fall in behind you and i think because impeachment now has been viewed as you know not I, I think because of what they did to Trump, it isn't viewed as as serious as it used to be. It's you know, and and I do think that when you get to the point of a a bribe, though, and the Republicans specifically talking about bribery is mentioned in impeachment in the Constitution, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I think that they believe that they can make that successful argument that the totality of the evidence that they have, and we're not talking about the drip, 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 but you take, because it's been more than drip, 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 it's been a couple of waterfalls here over the last (laughs) couple of weeks, but you take the totality of that, and which means you take Hunter's laptop, the, uh, the, the money trail, the, the SARS report, whatever else uh, you can get, the business partners, the whistleblowers, and other witnesses that you may be trying to get that you believe that you have. If you have the President Burisma and it's true, Joe Biden's in trouble. Yeah. And I believe that the Republicans, if they do an impeachment inquiry, now, again, we have said the Republicans in the past can uh, can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can have they can have the public overwhelmingly behind them on the actual issues, 
and still blow it. But I just have this gut feeling on this that they believe that the evidence is so strong where they would never have to get to an impeachment vote. That Biden would be forced to resign. It would never get to the Senate. Wow. That's what so I, it would never in the House would never even get to the impeachment vote. You may not even get to the impeachment vote in the House because the evidence is so strong. And when you say impeachment inquiry, what does that mean? You know, you do take a break in August, the little summer break, and then come back and you decide to put. You know, uh, you've got the testimony of Devin Archer. Mm-hmm. You've got that sworn uh, uh, testimony. And so all of a sudden you've got Bob Ulinsky and a few other people testifying in September backing up many of the things that Devin Archer will testify on. Yeah. And one of the reasons, and I think I believe that what Devin Archer says tomorrow, the majority of it will become public very soon because the Republicans were promoting that they already know what he's going to say because they've asked him, this is just the deposition under oath. Right. They know what he's going to say. Yeah. And what he's going to say is extremely damning of the, 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 the president and, and the Biden and in essence, the Biden family Mm -hmm. by saying that Joe, you know, had these conversations 24 times. I expect the next, and it could be as early as this week, that Joe knew and participated in the business activities, but didn't participate in any illegal activities, and anything illegal was not Joe's doing. Right. That I, they'll, they'll walk it right up to, I, I mean, I can see this. They'll walk it right up to the line. Listen, Hunter smoked so much crack that he was promising the world to foreign entities without his father's knowledge. Yes, I, yes. Yep. That it was Hunter that developed and, in fact, set up the entire quid pro quo without actually... With Joe's knowledge, right. That's Joe's knowledge or having, obviously, any power or authority to do so. And then he would just tell his father, hey, I got some folks I want you to meet. You know, the whole right. Devin Archer thing over the weekend's... There were some pictures that came out from 2014, and one of them is uh, Joe Hunter, Devin Archer, and somebody else. I don't know the movie on a golf course, and you know. And of course, this happens when you're the vice president. Family members meet people that want to meet you, and blah 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 blah. But there was never anything promised by then vice president and now president. Biden, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, is, hey, Jack, where'd that $10 in your account come from? Um, The problem is, is, (laughs) dang it, that president of Burisma recorded the phone calls. Because I don't expect it to go, I don't expect it to go the way of, you know, we mentioned it earlier, but it's not going to happen this way where Joe's on the phone going, listen, I'm going to do exactly the job you asked me to do, the favor you asked me to do, 
for the money you gave me. It's not going to work that way. But when you when you list when you look at the evidence and then pair it with the flow of money, everything everything comes down to the flow of the money. Yep. That's- and then it does come down to the actions and influence of then president or vice president Biden. What did he do as vice president? What are the allegations in terms of the quid pro quo and what he was supposed to deliver and, you know, all of that. We look at the, you know, the the prosecutor in Ukraine. We look at all of these things. These are things that are very real that we already know. And Joe Biden, I said it earlier, but he loves to brag about it. In fact, did. I got that guy fired. The money trail is going to be, and the timing of that money trail and everything is going to tell the story of that quid pro quo because Joe has already told part of it in terms of, as, as far as the allegations go. So, and, and, and so I, I just think that the Republic, I don't think the Republicans want to go through the actual in full impeachment process, mm-hmm. but they want enough where if they start the impeachment inquiry, which doesn't have to end up in a vote, yeah, that it will be so damning or testimony beforehand like today. Yeah. Yeah. And then in September, if they roll out more of the actual money trail and bring in Bobulinski to testify, and bringing the others to testify as you're bringing in more. And then mm. here we go. Here are the tapes that we've got from the Burisma president, you know, from the Burisma right. president. Right. Whatever you have there, it gets to the point. But by the time you th- you start an impeachment inquiry, the pressure is there for Biden to resign. Yeah. Where it's so overwhelming. Yeah. And I and I and so when you had McCarthy come out and say that. And then say it twice in 24 hours and say it again. And still hasn't. Look, if if he had come out, like been on a Sunday morning news show this week and said, well, you know, I mean, there would be if if we get the evidence or, you know, if if and kind of backed away from it, then it's like, okay, here we go with the GOP again. But that's not what happened. He said it. He said it again. And they have not backed away from it. So when you remember, as much as the Democrats hated Trump, and even before day one they said, we're going to impeach him as soon as possible. Nancy said, no, 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 no. Phone call with Ukraine. CIA officer goes to Adam Schiff's office, and boom, Nancy changes her tune. But there is a reason why the Speaker of the House can't promise something that huge unless it's going to happen. And we asked it then. We said, when Nancy said it, oh, yeah, we're going to look into impeach. You can't promise, especially frothing at the mouth of Democrats that are wanting Trump at that time removed from office. You can't say that without following through. I think think they look at it, and I think Republicans understand that impeachment – if not done right, mm. can come back and haunt you. And I think there's a fear. Yes. Yeah. There's a fear right. I mean, it, you had Representative uh, Mace come out the other day. I mean, this it wasn't when she was talking about the fact that she couldn't have premarital sex 
uh, you know, she didn't have premarital sex mm. so she could make the prayer meeting. Mm. But uh, she said that there was, that was just unbelievable. Did yeah. you like, my God, no self-awareness at all. Yeah, there she yeah. is talking at the prayer breakfast. And I'm there with my fiance and basically saying, you know, he wants to have sex. No, I have to go to the prayer meeting. Yeah, just wow. That was just, uh, but she she said there's a lot of you know moderate uh, members of Republicans in Congress in these districts that we can you know that are afraid that you know the impeachment will backfire on them, and that's why I believe that the Republicans really don't want to go through the entire impeachment process. They want to talk about impeachment that when they bring the evidence, it's so overwhelming that the president is forced to resign. Yeah. Because right now, the evidence that exists, if you take it, not just the drip, 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 but everything that yep. you have yep. and you lay it out in a package in hearings, even before you have an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. And yeah. then you do it a second time. Mm-hmm. You know, you start you threaten the impeachment inquiry and the, the evidence is so great. I don't know how you survive. The evidence shows the money trail went to you and your family, and these tapes exist, whatever, and you hear the tapes, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But I just have a feeling that Republicans either know or have a great deal of confidence that they have the overwhelming evidence to show that Joe Biden took a bribe. Because when I heard them mention the bribe, you know, bribes in the book, I go, you better have the money trail and and the the quid pro quo all straightened out beyond a reasonable doubt, yep. even if it's a political trial, right. beyond a reasonable doubt, because you're going to need that in order to push it through and then taint the media and the entire Democratic Party. Yep, because that's the goal. Right. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm sorry, I am just mm. just went to the Babylon Bee. I'm just dying over <laughs> Yeah, Hunter Biden optioned to make room for seventh grandchild on family roster. <laughs> uh, After careful consideration, the Biden family announced that they have officially designated Hunter for assignment to make room for their seventh grandchild on the family roster. <laughs> it was a tough call demoting Hunter to make room for what's-her-name, what's said her President name? Biden. Oh my God. I love my son, but we had to do what's best for the team. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually thought of that. We, we joked about that, a, a similar joke, uh, about that dynamic of, of kind of, again, the whole idea of separating himself from Hunter. Hunter who? Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, let me play this, uh, this audio here. I just want right. to play it because it was just, this is, uh, Scott Jennings on CNN as they, they, they talk about the president finally acknowledging. <laughs> yeah. So just listen to this and mm. listen to the, I couldn't tell who the anchor was cause her, her face is turned from the camera. Oh, okay. But, uh, here it is. Here we go. The president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete 
scumbag on this and other issues. <laughs> the, the ignoring his own daughter for four years and the President of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog, I mean, the dog and not for his seventh grandchild. We can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right. keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen, I, I totally agree. And you know where I'm from? A lot of families deal with addiction. And you know who ends up picking up the pieces? The grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... <laughs> Oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the polling sure must have been brutal. Yeah. Wow. Well, she did her obligatory dance, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Wait you a know. minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can still have sympathy with people. I know a lot of people he hasn't been, who he hasn't, are addicts that didn't do this. He hasn't been an addict for a couple of years. Right. He's clean now, yeah, right. exactly. But uh, just it just well, uh, yeah. But, but didn't yeah? In fact, didn't one of the whistleblowers w- was it Shapley that was talking about it that he had already been clean? Yeah, yeah. You know, was, when, yeah, yep. A lot of these things. Yeah, when he when he, he fi- when he filled out the 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 one tax form, yeah, he had been clean. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they were writing. That's, right. that's what uh, they were being told. Right. Uh, but here it is. Uh, this is <laughs> Miss Jonathan Turley. Uh, Joe and Jill Biden finally acknowledging seventh grandchild for most obnoxious reason. Remember, we say this because Turley's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. For her entire life, four-year-old Navy Joan Roberts has been she who must not be named. Oh, Those wow. who you don't speak of, yeah. the village. Yeah, exactly. There is no evidence that her father has ever visited her, let alone held her. Her grandparents mm-hmm. repeatedly denied her existence and said that they had only four granddaughters. Uh, they even gave their dog stocking at Christmas rather than the granddaughter and never even uh who never even bit one let let alone a score of Secret Service agents. <laughs> oh, wow. This is from Turley now. Wow. As even Democrats began to voice their own shock at the cruelty of the first couple shunning the child, the Bidens finally relented and recognized uh her existence, but only barely so. Our son, Hunter, and Navy's mother uh, are working together to foster a relationship that is in the best interest of their daughter, preserving her privacy as much as possible going forward. This is not a political issue. It is a family matter. Even for those of us who merely follow the saga from the beginning, the statement was maddening and, frankly, insulting. It suggested that there was some reason until now that prevented the Bidens from acknowledging the existence of their fifth granddaughter. That is false. There was no legal or even tactical reason for the refusal of the first couple to acknowledge Navy for four years. (laughs) Wow. Navy and her mother sought that recognition, and the Bidens refused. Mm. How was that in the best interest of the child? Uh, Were they fostering a relationship? When they gave the German Shepherd stockings at Christmas and not their grandchild? Mm. Whoa. Wow, my Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you'd like to get in, download 
our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right, so uh, one of the things I uh, I uh, uh, thought of with the age thing now coming up mm. for, for uh, Diane Feinstein, Mitch McConnell, Biden, and all that, and I thought to myself, as I was reading some of the headlines from the Babylon Bee, I just mentioned that. I but I had thought beforehand. I went. I can see Robert Reich speaking to Berkeley, you know, like back in two thousand seven, when he said, uh, you know, for health care, if we were honest about health care, you just let old people die, yeah, or yeah. become leaders of the country. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let him. Let him. Let him ride off into. Uh, public service <laughs> and, and i mean and it's the battle on be just brutal on this mm. aids pushes cart through halls of congress yelling bring out your dead oh my gosh and then are you at a nursing home or the u.s senate chamber wow. nine clues to look for oh my oh gosh my God, i mean just mm. brutal yeah oh wow so <laughs> nine nine clues i love the way that they borrow that from the the way the Liberal media does that stuff. Here's what you need to know. The nine things to look for. That's funny. Wow. My other my other favorite one from the Babylon Bee over the weekend. Mm. Internalized misogyny. Girl pretends her successful lawyer Barbie is a mommy. Wow. Local parents, local parents of a young girl have grown concerned that she may be rife with internalized misogyny after she was pretending her successful lawyer Barbie was just a mommy. We grew concerned when Tabitha turned Barbie's genuine Mark Cross leather briefcase into a changing table for Barbie's baby nursery. Oh. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. No, no. By the way, we already said this beginning of last week. What? Everybody else discussed the Barbie movie. We're not going to go no. and see it here no. on the show. No. No. I, no. I'm not, I can't say that it won't ever play in my house because I have six granddaughters. And I'm guessing one of them at some point will rent it. At some point. What I'm doing here is putting in some plausible deniability, or at least covering my tracks. Oh, that's okay. That's I am not responsible for that rental. Actually, I probably <laughs> am paying for it now that I think about it. But still, it's not of my interest. <laughs> Eric Harley of Red Eye Radio worked hard to separate himself from the new Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I... I have not, and I did not know of any of my granddaughter's business. I did not. Well, we can prove that you were part of it. Well, I wasn't part of the business. I knew of it, but I wasn't part of it. Looks like you sat down and watched the Barbie movie. <laughs> Devin Archer will testify today <laughs> that Eric Harley sat down and watched the Barbie movie. Twice. Okay, I hereby resign. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Last day of July, August is going to, well, bring about uh, a debate with the GOP. Maybe. If we don't is, melt. Well, yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, the the oceans will continue to boil. More of that over the weekend. More of that over the weekend. It's just insane. It's summer yeah, and it's we, hot. We we covered parts of that mm-hmm. uh, last week, but there was another story out that I want to find. Now that you just mentioned that, mm. there was a, another story that didn't have to do with. Uh, Oh, let me say this one here since we're talking about it. Mm. As I'm going through, <laughs> as Gary shuffles, this is the part of the show where Gary shuffles through everything he has. Right. Ford's set to lose $4.5 billion wow. on electric vehicles this year. Ouch. Uh, here it is. Here's the story I wanted to find. Mm. Okay. A study published by Korean scientists has thrown cold water on the idea that cutting the amount of carbon in the atmosphere will automatically lead to lower temperatures. In the study, the Koreans simulated how removing large amounts of carbon would affect the progress of local climate changes related to global warming. Computer modeling looked at the hypothetical scenario in which carbon dioxide concentrations continue to rise from present-day levels for 140 years, then were gradually reduced back to the initial levels over another 140-year period, according to Space.com. The study results suggest that the local climate in these areas would not return to normal for more than 200 years after the carbon dioxide concentrations drop. The Mediterranean range, for example, plagued by ever more severe heat waves, droughts and wildfires would continue to suffer and could become even drier. The study found in the study, the researchers modeled the changes to the air circulation pattern called the Hadley cell, which transports moisture from the the equator regions towards the Tropic of Cancer and Capricorn, which lied about blah, blah, blah. They go through all the technical part of it. Yeah. My problem is when you try to model the biosphere, I don't care whether you're doing it one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I understand that because models are one way, you're going to use models the other way. And I, I, I would agree. I would agree with doing it. But the fact is, how do you model what the earth is going to do? The only model that I, the models that I look at that I will, that I will believe are, for example, the physics models that show us going into an ice age. What is it? In another five, 6,000 years by the position of our planet in relation to the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon. Those are the ones I can look at and go, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense as to looking at the, the biosphere about what we put in as to what we get out and looking at, as we did last week, mm-hmm. you know, looked at the, the, the story that was out there saying, wait a minute, you know, the left picks and chooses. Because if you look from 1970s till now, if you take the 70s, you look at now, you say, oh, wow, it's, you know, wow, it's much warmer now. Mm-hmm. But if you take 2010 to now, no, it's getting cooler. And then if you go back to the 1930s, the 1930s was way hotter than anything that we have seen over, you know, from in the 90s, from the 90s until now. Well, we haven't yeah. seen anything close to the 30s going back hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years when the temperature just went absolutely through through the roof yeah. for those for those particular years. And so I don't think I think that when you start modeling, like I said, except for physics, which to me is a lot easier proved. Gravitational forces, for example, those are something that you can actually qualify and quantify. You know, you and, yeah, and sure. so when you look at it, it's like, okay, 
Here's a reason that we'll probably start entering an ice age in the next five to 10,000 years is because of the gravitational pull of the, the sun and the moon and when we orbit and this and, and this comes around every whatever, you know, whatever hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. where we will start cooling down. That, to me, makes a lot more sense, the physics of gravity and understanding that than understanding the biosphere of the of the world. Right. I think it's just much tougher to figure out. Right. Uh, but. Um, well, and look. My very simplistic mind. Get the 10 day forecast right. Then we'll work on what's going to happen between now and 2035. You know, one of the things that 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 we talk about, and, and as you point out, it's really there are so many things. It's it's almost <laughs> it's almost like um, the CBO scoring something. Well, <laughs> they can only score with what you give them. So right. you put this data in, and there's a lot. Of, there's so many variables that are out there. Uh, and and this whatever this renewed thing is. I mean, it's not new, but they're it's they're doing it again. Oh my gosh, the heat, the heat. What was, what did I see the other day? It's so hot. They're growing mangoes in, I don't know, some cooler climate or something. I'm like, and I mean, they didn't start doing that this week. (laughs) You know, I mean, they, they live in the bubble and then they write it like everything is happening today. Which is exactly how they wrote the movie Day After Tomorrow. It went from, oh, look, we've got this data, to all of a sudden, all of New York City is an iceberg. And the helicopters were falling down from the sky because there was the instant freeze. That was so cartoonish. Well, here's one for you. Look at this here. Mm. All this sort of relates, all these topics. Mm. A large bipartisan coalition in the House is introducing legislation Friday that would reverse a position in the Inflation Reduction Act targeting oil and gas producers. The Promoting Domestic Energy Production Act, authored by Representatives Mike Carey, a Republican from Ohio, and Vincente Gonzalez, a Democrat from Texas, and joined by more than a dozen fellow Democratic members would aim to ensure the oil and gas industry is able to enjoy the same tax benefits as other capital-intensive industries. Specifically, it allows companies to receive tax deductions on intangible drilling costs. Quote, American energy independence is neither a right nor left issue. Of course it is. Well, yeah, it, is. it is now. Yeah. Of course it is. But one that should unite us all, Kerry told Fox News Digital in a statement, our bipartisan legislation fixes a provision with the Inflation Reduction Act that unfairly penalizes America's energy producers. Uh, Democrats are getting aboard. Why? They see what's coming. Yep. So they, you know, they uh, trying to see here. Our country must be ready to face the energy challenges over the next uh, few decades, the Democrat Gonzalez said in a statement uh, shared 
with Fox uh, News Digital. This common-sense bipartisan bill promotes our nation's domestic energy production capabilities, ensuring we keep and create American jobs, Hmm. lower energy prices, and decrease our dependence on foreign energy sources. That's a Democrat saying that. Yeah. And, look, these mandates that are going into place, being put into place by people who will no longer be in office when they take effect, are going to kill the economy. I look like a hero now, and then inevitably they're going to have to shift because there is no way to do it. It is absolutely impossible. The L.A. Times. Should we start considering cutting back our electricity usage? I I didn't get any response of anybody stating that they would be willing to give up a day of electricity to save the planet. Right. Well, it's a it's a false premise to begin with. Of course, it's, it's, yeah, it's bogus to begin with. Right. But to save the we, planet, we did we did ask it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. And then remember, they did in, in a couple of years ago, they did the whole thing on, you know, whether we should turn off our air conditioners during heat do, waves to or, save the planet. Or do we even need air conditioning, conditioning. at all as oh, a yeah. society? Of course, they don't write that from Texas. No. Or Arizona. Or Arizona. Yeah. And by the way, wow. all of our Arizona listeners are yes. laughing at us. Oh, my God. Every time I post yeah, something. Yeah. Well, but, it's so hot outside. Our, our, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, you want hot? We'll show you hot. So what did you say? Uh, did did you say that your heat index is 114? Our temperature is 114. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you notice how and don't, the... And don't but give you, me that, yeah, it's a, but it's a dry heat thing because it's hot. No, it was... Uh, we had very low humidity yesterday. I went out to the driving range early in the morning, and it right. was great about it. No, I love... 10-mile-an-hour wind. It was beautiful. I love the heat, but I mean Arizona. Arizona, when people say, well, yeah, but out in the desert, it's a dry heat. It's 114. (laughs) That is a tad hot. That's a bit warm. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Fauci. Rand Paul says he lied. A criminal referral going up against uh, Fauci. We'll get to uh, mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. This story, you and I just barely got into analyzing it off the air, and it was where the governor of Illinois has signed into law uh, a provision allowing Ill- that that would possibly allow illegal immigrants to become police officers. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, constitutional challenge on that one. Yeah, but it says he's signing the law a plan that would allow foreign nationals with work permits, some of whom are illegal immigrants, hmm. to become police officers. So if they have work permits, how are they illegal that's temporary, right? Work permit, but it's still legal. Lots of questions on that one. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. 
now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Hey, it's summer. It's hot. What? Tomorrow will be August. It's hot. What? Just to uh, put a little bit of perspective on it, because we did talk about uh, the whole climate change thing Yeah. last hour, and I just happened to come upon this. Mm. Uh, Wall Street Journal opinion. Uh, Elisa Finley. Climate change obsession is a real mental disorder. Mm. And I just, all this stuff we sort of talked about last week, but sometimes somebody can write something that I know that I've talked about Mm -hmm. and the way they organize her thoughts, Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. Yeah. And she says, the media wants you, the media wants you to know that it's hot outside. Heat health emergency. Nearly half the U.S. is at risk. CNN proclaimed last week as temperatures climbed above 90 degrees in much of the country. If heat waves were as deadly as the press proclaims, Homo sapiens could not have survived thousands of years without air conditioning. Yet here we are. Humans have shown remarkable resilience and adaptation, at least until modern times, when half of society lost its cool over climate change. Uh. A recent Bloomberg headline warns, Extreme temperatures are hurting our mental health. Apparently now every social problem under the sun is now attributable to climate change. But it's the alarmist stories about bad weather that are fueling mental derangements, not the warm summer air itself. A Bloomberg article cites a July meta-analysis in the medical journal Lancet, which founds a tenuous link between higher temperatures and suicides and mental illness. But the study deems a collective evidence low certainty owing to inconsistent study findings, methodologies, measured variables, and definitions. Yeah. The authors also note that climate change might not necessarily increase mental health issues because people might adapt over time meaning that higher temperatures could become normal and not be experienced as unique or extreme. Hmm. Well, yes, before the media began reporting on temperature records and scientific evidence for which is also weak, heat waves were treated as a normal part of summer. Uncomfortable, but figuratively, nothing to sweat about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, listen to this, Eric. This, this, this is where it's leading, and, and boy, this I relate to this one. Yet, according to the World Health Organization report last year, just the very awareness of climate change and extreme weather events and their impacts may lead to a host of ills, including uh. strained social relationships, anxiety, depression, intimate partner violence. Whoa. helplessness, suicidal behavior, and alcohol and substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Hunter could use that. 
I was a crack addict because the climate was warm out. Climate change. Climate change. In a study in 2021 of 16 to 25-year-olds in 10 countries, including the United States, reported that 59% were very or extremely worried about climate change and 84% were at least moderately worried. 45% claimed they were so worried that they struggled to function on a daily basis the definition of anxiety disorder. So it wasn't the current weather that they were living under. No. It was the threat of what climate change is going to do to destroy the world with oh. no evidence that exists okay. there. Okay. I gotcha. Wow. Oh, once again. Throw everything under climate change. And as they wrote, first and foremost, it is imperative that adults understand that that youth climate anxiety, also referred to as eco-anxiety, eco-guilt, and or or ecological grief. What? It is emotionally and cognitively a functional response to real existential threats. In a May 10th editorial in Journal Nature explained, although feelings of powerlessness, grief, and fear can be profoundly disruptive, particularly for young people unaccustomed to the depth and complexity of such feelings, it is important to acknowledge that this response is a rational one. No, it's not. No. The New York The New Yorker magazine earlier this month published a 4,400-word piece titled, What to Do with Climate Emotions. What to do by a woman with by the climate name of emotions? Gia Tolentino, a woman in the throes of such, of such a neurosis. Uh-huh. She writes, It may be impossible to seriously consider the reality of climate change for longer than 90 seconds without feeling depressed, angry, guilty, grief-stricken, or simply insane. End of quote, she writes. A couple of years ago, she continued with this quote, a couple of years ago, reading a climate report on my phone in the early hours of the morning, I went into, the, went into a standard issue emotional spiral thinking about it at all. We also recently had a baby whose carbon footprint likely already exceeded that of the entire villages of Burundi. I was playing whack-a-mole with my what? consumer desires. What, what? What is the baby doing? <laughs> Smoking cigars and, and driving a diesel truck? She goes, what the? What the? What the hell is your baby doing? She goes on to describe <laughs> how climate therapists can help patients cope. Now, that's uh, a degree. No, 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 no. Hey, and now, no, no. I'll pay for your college loan if you become a climate change therapist. Whole new revenue stream. Yep. I'm a climate change therapist. Really? See, that's a never-ending. That's <laughs> There's a line out the door. 
That's why I had to read this because I just yeah, yeah. when I read it, I went, okay, I got to read yeah, this. Yeah, you got to yeah, hear this. Yeah. Just just to understand how insane it's getting. Uh, she goes on to describe how climate therapists can help patients cope. The goal is not to resolve the intrusive feeling and put it away, but as one therapist advise her, advises her to aim for a middle ground of sustainable distress. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, seriously. I'm doing okay. You mean sustainable income? No, sustainable <laughs> dur- distress. No, I mean for the... For the therapist. Oh, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's sustainable, but you got to keep coming back. Yeah, well, well, that's the whole idea. Well, because climate change is never ending; it's always changing, and it's going to be around. And this, this, she writes here. This is the author of the story. Even the climate left's despair must be sustainable. <laughs> I could be a therapist. Why is this happening? People are lying to you. Yes. Wow. Wow. It isn't difficult to notice that today's snowflakes consider hot weather apparent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Similar to how they perceive normal feelings such as anxiety or sadness. But there's nothing normal about climate anxiety, despite the left's claims to the contrary. Progressives may even use climate change to dis- to uh, displace their other anxieties. For instance, about having children. A mental health reporter for Vox recently wrote about climate stress and how some people even grapple with the question of whether to have children because of the human toll on the planet's resources. Mm-hmm. These people are they're 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 absolutely insane. Yeah, just they insane. are. They are. And That's you can insane. relate it to everything. Yeah. And uh oh our hour is up. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Use sunscreen. Wow. Wow, uh, I, I know. I just I, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the uh, the the woman who played the therapist on Two and a Half Men. That's funny do, because I was doing a comedy doing yeah. the climate doing the climate change stuff with yeah. Alan or something. Right, right. Well, I you know and um, <laughs> or the kid Seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee with uh, one of the two he did with Brian Regan and they were talking about you know the thing is about a, a therapist. I think it was Regan who said, you know, if I was a therapist, you know, I was just, I would get, at the end of it, I'd just snap out of it. <laughs> snap out of it. And then Jerry said something like, well, that would limit your revenue, right? Because it would just kind of end your business. And he said, no, because people would be lined up out the door. Like, I'm going to the snap out of it guy. <laughs> snap out of it. Well, yeah. you, you think about it. I mean, this is this is when we've talked about this, and this is why we've told Republicans over and over again, repeat the truth over and over again. Yeah. Because if you repeat a lie over and over again, you see what has happened. Yes. You see on on the the climate change. You know, I understand. You know, I I actually have some sympathy for Greta. 
she was brainwashed at a very, very young age oh, yeah. to believe there is no future. Yeah, that's that a, it, that's that it, a learned behavior. Yeah. And she as a as a child, now she jumped into the arena of public ideas and so she has to deal with the the debate if she's either gonna do that or not. But the fact of the matter is there were adults in charge of her instilling fear into her mind into the mind of her peers all along the way. Young people saying, we don't even know why we're sitting in this classroom. The world's not going to be here in a few years. Yep, that's that's an absolute lie. And we said, what type of adults brainwash kids like that, that they're not going to be around in 10 years? Right. And as we have stated, that's why, you know, we've been, we've been in talk radio long enough to know all of the catastrophic predictions that have been promoted by the left on climate change over the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. None of them have come true. Nope. Nope. Not one of the catastrophic predictions has come through. Not one. Because there lies, as you know, to your point, there lies when you're telling these huge lies well even the biggest lie has to get bigger you have to instill more fear and more every single time now those of us who are critical thinking individuals look at it for what it is you can see right through it all you have to do is tell the truth well the left doesn't want to do that they've got the ultimate fear they've got the ultimate threat the world is going to end yeah you're right it is the ultimate threat think about it the sky is falling the sky is falling right oh my gosh it's over 100 degrees in texas and arizona you mean july yes but it's really hot have you actually been to arizona have you actually been to texas do you ever go outside (laughs) i mean seriously man what is wrong with these people but but it's everywhere it's not just one media that's doing this right now it's it's not just one i saw this headline i think i mentioned the other day and it came up again someone either had shared it or whatever on social media on the artist formerly known as Twitter. I just can't say, hey, I just X'd something. But it's this, it was a story about uh, it will be an irreversible change in the oceans. They made it, the headline made it sound like, oh my gosh. And then it says, in the next hundred years. I thought, wait a minute. No, no, no. You guys aren't doing that. You guys are doing, it's going to happen by 2030. And I thought to myself, wow, somebody is not doing their job at the liberal meeting. <laughs> you know, yeah, 100 you, years. You can't go out 100 years. It's got to be that in, doesn't in make the next any, 10. Right. right. That, that, that's the new talking point. Exactly. Make it within 10 years. There's more of a sense of urgency. Yeah. No, the, ocean, the oceans are boiling now because it's summer. You know, I mean, we know it's summer, but they apparently don't even know it's summer. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. 
When driving, you need to manage the space around your vehicle so that there's enough space to allow you to adjust when traffic conditions change. The space ahead of your vehicle is the most important and one of the easiest to monitor and adjust as needed. One rule of thumb is to allow at least one second for each 10 feet of vehicle length at speeds below 40 miles per hour. At greater speeds, add an additional second. It's impossible to keep other drivers from tailgating you, but there are some things you can do to make it safer, such as increasing your following distance, avoiding quick lane changes, and slowing down. There are also several things you should do to ensure that there is plenty of space between the side of your vehicle and other vehicles. Don't hug the center line, avoid hugging the right side of the road, and avoid traveling alongside other vehicles in strong winds, especially crosswinds. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, yeah, so when uh, someone says it's hot today, just respond, it's July. Yeah, it's the way it works. Heat waves happen. No, but it's triple digits. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I Yeah, I do, under, I do understand I, weather. I totally understand. I know exactly what we're talking about here. And and that's, you know, when when you think about this and we've said this for the longest time and I remember when the uh, the group of students were they the ones at the White House? Remember the group what? of students one time where they, you know, they they asked the one, you know, what what are they, you know, going to be taking in college and they said we don't talk about college. We're not going to be here for college. Yeah. That's why we're so angry. We're not going to be alive. Right. And you yeah. and I said, these kids truly believe this. What type of adults tell kids that they have no future, that they'll be dead in 10 years? Who does that? Well, my what part- type of what type of horrendous parent allows that to be taught to their children? Well, and uh, also, what kind of parent is going to actually pay for their college if they are also telling their kids the earth is going to be gone? Sorry, no need in paying for your college. But who does that? Who does that? No, this is the... What what type of reprehensible human being tells that to a child? And every day they live in... they And make sure that their children live in that fear. If you go there as an adult, that's one thing. If you instill that kind of fear to that level in a child, that's reprehensible. Coming up, something that Alan Dershowitz said about the Hunter Biden deal. This is really interesting stuff. It's it's the all lawyers are talking about this, I guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up. All right.
so good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast, available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. I guess, uh, uh, Van Susteren's on what? Newsmax or News Nation? I don't okay, know. It says on, on Saturday, <laughs> on, on Friday's broadcast of Newsmax yeah. TV's The Record, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz stated uh, that the Hunter Biden plea deal was the opposite, okay, Seinfeld, here we go, of how plea deals usually work because it sent a message that we don't want to hear from you. Mm. We don't want you to testify. Yeah. Host Greta Van Susteren said to him, he was the uh, the guest. When you give, <laughs> I love it. Where's she? I have no. I don't know. I <laughs> when you give <laughs> when you give. I, immu- I don't know. I just got that now. When you give immunity <laughs> to someone as a federal prosecutor, you get something, and they got nothing. This was said to me. What did they get for offering immunity? I've never seen an immunity with hundreds of thousands of dollars swirling out there, and who knows what. He didn't he didn't give him anything. It wasn't even there was no commitment to even sit down and tell them everything. Dershowitz responded quite the opposite. The immunity really sends a message that we don't want to hear from you. We don't want you to testify and we don't want you to get other people in trouble. Prosecutors. Oh, wow. Okay, my mind is completely blown. (laughs) Prosecutors know how to twist arms, and they use immunity oh, as a weapon. My gosh. By the way, we've all, we we said this last okay. week in a different way, but yeah, but uh, uh, prosecutors know how to twist arms, and they use immunity as a weapon. They don't give it away for nothing. And here it seems to have been given away for nothing, especially since they had an open and shut case against him. Hmm. It's not as if people come in. I've done this uh, on many occasions. I go to the prosecutor and I say, look, you're not going to win this case. Here's our defense, mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, and here are the witnesses. And I scare the prosecutor into making a good deal. And there was nothing here to scare the prosecutor. Yeah. The case on the guns was open and shut. The case on, a, on the taxes was essentially admitted. So there was nothing to bargain with. Every single criminal lawyer knows that. And we had talked about it last week that, wow, you think about it just to, and wow. I know, yeah. I, you know, I think we had talked about mm. it more before we knew about the immunity deal. We had talked about this early on. I don't believe we talked about it after the immunity. We were talking about just giving away, you know, a plea bargaining for all of this when you had such a solid case why are you plea bargaining to nothing when you've had years of willfully evading taxes right. that that never happens? Why would you do that? We never even got to the immunity because we didn't know we weren't for sure of the immunity until, you know, boom. Right. Uh, you actually had the, the judge pointed out. Right. And the whole thing of right. it being, you know, in the diversion and all that. So then, all right. Um, wow. Because well, the diversion we knew about before, right, yeah, right. But we didn't, we, we didn't, didn't know was, that they had hidden in, everything, right, You know, in, in there. In that, but right. but the, you know, because again, my many years of law expertise. 
How many seasons of Law and Order were there? Twenty. So I think I have twenty years of of. Uh... Thirty. <laughs> Is it thirty? Yeah, at least. Was it? Well, I guess if you combine all the different Law and Orders. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. There's like all the Law. And Do they have yeah. a Law and Order shoplifting? You couldn't put that on the air now, can you? No, nah, because they never no. prosecute anybody. Yeah, no. Um, they all sit. They all sit in the yeah. DA's office now with their cocktails, going, yeah. looking outside, going, "Wow, look at the gangs roaming the street." Yeah. And we're up here with our cocktails. Yeah. Hey, is did private security? Somebody, are they all here? Yeah. Somebody should do something about that. Um, but, <laughs> but you look at at where they, and I guess they're because the yeah, there's you know some form of law and order on the air right now, whatever it is, still. Uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, 30 years of uh, expertise is what I have. And we asked the question many times, what is he offering? If you're the judge, aren't you going to ask, what is he offering prosecution? And then you look at it and say, whoa, 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 no. It's basically all about shutting it down, making sure... And and we we kind of knew that. Look, when we heard of the sweetheart deal, deal no deal or no deal, um, the idea is to bury it in the backyard, put it in a lead box and bury it deep, mm-hmm. and then it just goes away. But the way that Dershowitz you know frames it here is very. Interesting. Uh, And you think about where they go, because they've got to be back in, you know, a matter of a few weeks now in front of that judge. And I'm very, very curious as to what she's going to learn between now and then. Because remember, she was learning things in the hallway the other day. Yeah. As they were about to get started. There's no telling what she'll learn between now and the next hearing. Yeah, she hadn't even read the Ways and Means Committee. Right. That's 900 uh, pages. Yeah, brief that they gave her, the yeah. amicus brief. Yeah, right. they didn't even. Right. Yeah. 900 uh, pages of, of documents and everything else. It was yeah. a total like 900. Okay. Yeah. Well, they said 900 from all the groups that had put in stuff. Okay. All right. To say why not yeah. to do the, uh, the, the, the deal. But uh, she did not know, what was it? She didn't know about the immunity plea to right before she walked in right. to the courtroom. Right. <clears throat> wow. And so, and we asked that question, what are you getting for the immunity plea? What are you getting for the plea deal? Yeah, what's the exchange? Or the, 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 uh, why are you giving immunity right. for all other crimes? What are you getting for this? Right. Why are you doing this? And that's I and we had mentioned it last or probably a couple of weeks ago. Lawyers were probably talking about this. Why are you why are you lowering when you have a slam dunk right on the taxes and the gun? Why are you offering if it was a mistake on the taxes, fine. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was willful evasion. Even in their counts against him, it's willful evasion, but only of a misdemeanor. You tell me who tries to avoid paying income tax for multiple years 
that puts on false deductions multiple years where they owe hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of dollars. And number one, on the millions of dollars with Burisma, just let it slide and go past the statute of limitations. And then on the rest, which is still multiple years of willful tax evasion, say misdemeanor and no jail time. Right. When was the last time that was done? I don't, I've never heard of such... And, and then give an immunity for everything right? during that time period right. Right. that might come up afterwards. Right. What are you getting for it was the first question I think probably every criminal lawyer asked. Well, what are you getting for it? What are you getting? Greta Van Susteren said, oh, the lawyers, well, wait a minute. What, what, did, what did they get from them? What did they get? What did they get? What do they get? Because that's how it works. Well, this is the, the whole thing. It, this we're, What we're talking about is this massive, massive, Massive corruption scandal, and the, the the corruption goes right through to the plea deal. Yeah. Yep. All the way up to this weekend. This is three-card money yeah. at, oh. at its worst on everything, because that's what really the judge was getting at. Whoa. Hold on a second. And then asking Hunter, well, if you don't have immunity, are you going to you going to agree to this plea deal? No. Yep. How about no? And that's the important. Did they think they could do, was it the shell game? They think they could just, okay, we'll just put it over here and oh, wait a minute. Were they really hoping they could just walk that through? Yes. And then she would just go, okay, boom. And then it's done. And then it's over. Had they gotten away with that, a lot of the stuff would have been closed, not politically. The GOP would still be doing what they're doing. But had that judge not brought that up, a lot of the legal stuff is gone. And I know we and we hear it, you know, all the time. We've heard it. And it's, I guess, a worthy discussion. The whole pardon thing. In fact, Romini was talking about it over the weekend. It was first question to ask. That's, yeah. that's the one question they cared about. Will you give a pardon? No, right. I don't buy any of it. No. Let's go to John in Milwaukee here. John, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, John. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. Um, I, I I want I want to bring up so the the FBI knows. That the head of Burisma had this telephone conversation with the Bidens, and he said that he recorded it. So, if the FBI has known this for years, did they go to the FISA court to invest to get a copy of those telephone conversations? And do they have that? <clears throat> and if they don't, why why didn't they? Because they went to, you know, for the, the extremes they went to to try to find stuff on Donald Trump when they had no evidence. You know, when they had had no proof okay, of FISA. Okay, number one, a yeah. FISA uh, warrant probably uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't apply. Uh, wouldn't apply. Wouldn't have jurisdiction for uh, a the the president of a Ukrainian energy company. FISA warrant is good for a warrant in the United States. So thanks, John. That would, but I would agree with you. We want to know what they're doing to contact him. The question has been asked to Comer, and he said we're working on it. 
Well, because you have but to rem- assume that there is a right. foreign threat here that that it's not just about the Bidens making money. The whole idea is that the pres- current president is compromised and that foreign entities are in control in some way. That's the whole that's the whole the, thing. The, the FBI would file for a FISA warrant, not the House Ways and Means Committee anyway. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't if be. It was work out. It, it, it so would it not work out. It wouldn't work. Lawmakers. So, so that would be the, you know, but you want to be able to understand because the one thing that you haven't gotten is you haven't gotten Democrats coming back or the, the media, the New York Times, Washington Post saying we have finally gotten contact with the president of Burisma and he claims he has no tapes. Right. And, you know, everybody in the world is trying to contact him. Yeah. Yeah. Why have we heard nothing? Right. Like zero on that. Zero. Yeah. But FISA warrant wouldn't apply here. No. No. Right. And this is, again, we're getting this information. Now, the Department of Justice and the FBI isn't going to mm. get a FISA warrant no. <laughs> to look at the, the even if they could, even if the records were here, you're not going to get that from the FBI and the Department of Justice. No. Not the way that they're acting. No. So, no, and Congress can't get a FISA warrant. No, no. No, that would come through the DOJ. FBI. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I just uh, was reading Miranda Devine in the New York Post, and she was saying that Devin Archer hopes to get, when he testifies, he hopes to get a letter uh, from, uh, you know, the leaders of, uh, of the Republican Congress uh, to the judge, you know, saying that he's really helped us in our investigation here mm-hmm. right. in hoping of getting home detention instead of prison for a year. So that would be that would be the which means he would be encouraged uh, to give them something. You know, because, well, as, yeah. even and, the even the political justice system goes, OK, we'll give you something if you give us something, unlike well, the immunity if, deal. Even if, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is uh, that implied show of good faith. That if yep. you demonstrate, you know, a history of cooperation, then then maybe the system will go easy on you. Or just tell them you're a coke addict. Get sympathy from every yeah. single person in the right. mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at yeah. Uh, 10 a.m. today that mm-hmm. is when he will uh, 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 testify. This is going to be fascinating because this has the potential to change everything. Yeah, it does. Because then we said, are they going to evolve this week? Well, what does in business mean? It all depends on what in business means. Right. Was he in business with the sun? Well, it all depends what that means in right. business. Exactly. He was in business for all the legal stuff, none of the right. illegal exactly. stuff. Exactly. <laughs>
is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker, although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord, we get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.